Go in your Bible to the book of Nehemiah. Right there it is on the screen. Never stop improving. Karen Wason told me before church that she said, I've seen you got two two fours in the back of your truck. It's never stop improving. And I said, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Got a letter here from L.C. McCormick family. Uh, we want to thank the church for having the visitation and the funeral. Uh, Pastor Mark for being able to bring the heartfelt message and Sister Kay for singing the songs that were special to Elsie and the plant that was sent here in her honor. We also appreciate the ladies who prepared and served the meal. Now, and there's more to this, but let me just add, that to me is one of the most meaningful, and I'm not downplaying anything else. I'm just up playing this. That is one of the most meaningful ministries that this church will do, Amen. is having, having funeral meals for families who've lost loved ones. Um, you don't know what that means until you go through that yourself. So hats off to every person, man and woman, uh, that gets involved with that ministry. Thank you. Uh, as a pastor of this church, thank you for that. It means so much to have a church family that is so caring, the Elsie McCormick family. Now, uh, I've got, and, and listen, I could read, I could read 20 cards a week, but it just is not right, I don't think anyway, for me to take uh, that, uh, the amount of time that it would take uh, to be able to do that every week. And... Um, it's not that uh, if you've sent a card, it's not that I am, uh, and I haven't read it from the pulpit, there's no uh, reason, rhyme or reason behind that. Uh, I'll just pick out two or three each week and, and, try, to, and try to do that. Um, yeah. So right here, we've got, um, uh, this is from Mark and Carrie and Grant, uh, Dear Mark and Kay. Uh, we have been and continue to be blessed by the people at Orchardville Church. We're so thankful that God brought us here. And then they quote uh, the book of Philemon, chapter 1, verses 4 through 7, which I'll read part of those. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Everybody say saints. Saints. That's plural, not singular. Say that with me. That's plural, not singular. Say it with an attitude. That's plural, not singular. Okay. All right. From Roy and Judy Shell, Pastor Mark, sending prayers. You mean so much to so many. Uh, we hope you feel better each day. Also, uh, Debbie Camp, thinking of you guys. Love you both bunches. And Pastor Mark, I'll never forget the first time we came to Orchardville. I knew I loved it, but I knew that there would be no way that Jess would make this drive every Sunday. The very next Saturday, he's asking me if I want to go to Orchardville tomorrow. And we've been here ever since. This was a God thing. 
I thank God every day for you in Orchardville because if not, Jess would not be in church and living his life for Jesus. We, uh, we both love you, Orchardville Church, and you and Kay. So uh, this is from Jess and Mary Childers. And uh, thank God. Thank God for that. And if you don't know who that is, that's Jennifer Upchurch's mom and dad over at the Centralia branch. Uh, Connie Cook over from the Fairfield branch. Love and appreciate you praying for you daily. Now, have you found Nehemiah? Okay. For years, no, not for years, uh, a few years back, well, that's been longer than that, five or six years back, I preached a series through the book of Nehemiah, and I could just open my Bible, and it'd fall open to the book of Nehemiah. You say, that sounds like a preacher story. No, it really happened. It really happened. Um, read the same verses we read last week. Nehemiah 2, 17 through 20. Then said I unto them, you see the distress that we're in, how Jerusalem is lying at waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more reproach. Then I told him of the hand of God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us, I like that, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But then there was Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. When they heard what we were going to do, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? Then answered I unto them and said, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. I like that. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial within Jerusalem. Lord, help us as people of God be willing to put our necks, as it says, to the work of the Lord. Help us to put our shoulder to the wheel. Help us, Lord, to not be afraid of getting our hands dirty or our fingernails dirty, but God help us to get involved within the work. And Lord, in doing that, we will have a portion in what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Show me a video, would you please? Deal, oh, man. come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Oh, 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 oh. Eat a Snickers. Better? Better. Hey, I'm open! That hurt. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. <laughs> Who was the old man that got hit? fish. What's his name? Abe Bogota. That's right. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Hungry 
angry, lonely, tired, H-A-L-T, halt. I try to make no major decisions when I am hungry, (laughs) angry, when I am lonely, or when I'm tired. Halt. God says, be still and know that I am the Lord. And there are times in ministry, and this is, I said it last week, this is in the Old Testament, this is in the New Testament, where we are to lift our hands. There are times that we're to do that. And yet most men will be doing this. Isn't it true? That's a natural thing for us to do. It just is. Hands up in praise. Yeah, but preacher, that's just not my personality. I bet if we give you a Cadillac, you'd be dancing around. Yeah, yeah. That's just not my personality. I bet if you sat on a tack, you'd show some excitement in a big hurry. That's just not my personality. I don't buy into that. And also, I see hands up in conflict. When Moses, as long as his hands is up in battle, we have the Israelites winning the warfare. When the hands are down, the Amalekites were, were, were prevailing and winning the battle. What happened? Aaron and Hur came alongside, told Moses, brother, you take a seat. And they set him down, and then on either side, Aaron on one side had lifted his hands up, and Hur on the other side lifted his hands up, and Moses seen, as long as my hand's up, we're winning the battle. But Moses also seen it was going to be impossible for him to do this on his own. He needed help to be able to do it. We build community through everybody working together. I'm not perfect. I have a bad temper. It's not as bad as it was 27 years ago. Because I seen, I couldn't blow my stack all the time and expect anybody to ever show up and help me work. And Grandma Dorothy would say, it's that shell temper. She got a way better temper than what I got. How's, no, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, can't always be blowing my stack and expecting anybody else to show up to work. Can't be doing that. In Nehemiah, the enemy starts battling against them. When? When they were having church picnics every Sunday and they was talking about their neighbor. No, no. When? When they had 18 in Sunday school and they had 18 in Sunday school in the Carter administration. No, no. The moment they started building, here comes the enemy. Well, I didn't know it was going to be hard. Well, if if it's this hard, maybe it's not of God. That's what people told me before. 
And I said, you can't find that in the Bible. Thank God Paul didn't have that kind of attitude. Well, if it gets difficult, I'll just quit. Paul didn't do that. Paul kept on keeping on. No matter what Rome did, no matter what Judaizers did, no matter what people did, he kept on keeping on, and he did it with other people, thank God, that was willing to help him. Pastor, what about the stone that's close to the wall, but it's not in the wall? God only breathes on that which is connected. Pastor, what about the stone that used to be in the wall and now it's no longer in the wall? Listen, if you've got a wall, if this whole, if this whole wall is blocks, and here's my trivia question, and one stone was out of the wall, would the wall fall down, yes or no? No. The wall would lose this much of the integrity and the strength that makes up the wall, but the wall continued really to do what it's supposed to do. But the block has lost everything about what it was created for. It's no longer doing what it was created for. It was created for that mason to be able to get his hands on it and put that, that, that uh, mortar on it and be able to put it and place it within that, uh, that wall and it make up that wall. And the hand that's no longer in with the body, the body is going to continue to grow. That will, that will uh, harden over, but it, it will not. The, hand, the hand's not going to continue to grow. The hand's going to get putrid and nasty and going to deteriorate. Do you see that? Yeah. The hand that's not a part of the body is going to deteriorate. The wall will stand, but the block, the, the, the block or the stone has lost all purpose of what it was created to do. Nehemiah motivated the people. That's what I try to do each week. Motivation is getting, is, is for me to get you to do something for the Lord God. Manipulation is for me to get you to do something for me. There's two different things there all together. Nehemiah is motivating the people to do something great for God. Community with unity. I want to tell you something you've never heard before in your life. You and I tie. Never heard that before, have you? We build community through loving and being loved. We build community through knowing and being known. We build community through serving and being served. One of the greatest scriptures in all the Bible is there in the book of John, where the Bible says concerning Jesus, after the Father had said, all power is given unto him. And Jesus received that. All power has been given to me. All power. All power. He could run over Rome in an instant's time. All power. All power is given unto Jesus. And what does he do? He sits down and he washes the disciples' feet. Jesus taking a bowl of water and a towel. All power given unto him. And what does he reach for? 
A machine gun? No. A machete? No. He reaches for a bowl of water and a towel to wash the disciples' feet. And the disciples have been arguing from, day, from the moment they walked into that place. Well, there's the bowl and the towel that is. We're supposed to wash each other's feet upon walking in. I mean, that's, that's courtesy. That's what they do now. I mean, this is part of our culture. And, and Simon Peter said, I'm not washing Thomas's feet. They stink. And then bickering to each other about whose feet stank the worst and whose toenail on their little toenail looked the grossest. Isn't that true? Candace has been, yeah, Candace, Candace has been cutting my toenails and she needs, she's been wearing one of these face guards. <laughs> my nails are just like my grandpa's was. I mean, they were just hard as rocks. I can take my fingernail and just die and just push it right into a piece of oak. I mean, you can see the impression. I'm doing it now. I didn't hear that. I'm going to go on. Right before I turned 16, I became part of a great family. It's called the family of God. And I learned in that family that we were to pray for one another. I learned that we are to exhort one another, as to encourage each other along. We're to love one another. We're to care for one another. We're to be kind to one another. We're to submit one to another. Why? Because we're building community. That's why. Evansville police cars got rode on the side of them in partnership with the community. I like that. I like that. If we had, if we had George Thomason standing right here, and him portraying Jesus, and we had who? John Mayberry back there in the corner, and we had, I did Donald real life with this one time, Donald Sharp, but we had him over here in the other corner, and if they all went this direction, and everyone, and both of them took 50 steps, and then both of them took 20 steps, and both of them took uh, 30 steps, and both of them took 10 steps, what's going to happen? They're going to get closer to George, who's represented as Jesus. But in doing that, what else is happening? They, they, they were out here this far apart. But now, they're getting closer to one another. This happens, and I see this happen, every time we do something to where we have a gathering together of, of, of believers, what happens, it forms a bond to where now someone who wasn't in, in fellowship with someone else, now is in fellowship with someone else, and now their families are getting together and, and they know each other better. That is a wonderful thing. That's building community. And God is for that. I owe a debt to people in my past because they've helped instill this within me. I mean, every Sunday school teacher I've ever had, every pastor I've ever had, James Hutchcraft, Don George, uh, Brother Snodgrass, those guys I've seen that work out within their life. In front of them three men, I've seen things to do and I've seen things not to do. I don't owe a debt to people that are in my future. After we went to Fairfield, there was more than one person that came up to me and said, Pastor Mark, thanks to coming to Fairfield for me. Yeah. 
Young people, you didn't build this building, but those that came before you did to help you grow in your faith. Never take that for granted. Never. Never. In the Old Testament, in number 16, there was Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. They spoke against Moses and Aaron. They said, they said to Moses, you take too much credit on yourself. You know what's going on here? Korah is projecting. People that are a liar, they think everybody else is a liar. People that's a crook, they think everybody else is a crook. And this is what he's thinking about Moses. And what God do? God fought for Moses and he opened up the earth and Korah, Dathan, and Abiram fell down into hell. I've got a, I wrote this down 10 years ago probably. I never, I'll never forget it. The guy that said it to me where we was at, the whole nine yards. I asked him how his church was doing. Brother Shell, we're doing fantastic. This church is going down slower than any I've ever pastored. <laughs> Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. He didn't say, where three or two are gathered in my name. See, it don't matter how little we are or how little we begin, God expects us to grow. And if we do not, something is amiss. And I truthfully believe one of the reasons that Orchardville Church has grown is because we have kept Jesus Christ at center and at forefront within what we're doing and that being born again, that's the big deal. That's the big deal. The three preachers that was on the plane and the Pilate came over the intercom and said, the plane's engines went out and we're going down. And I don't know, probably 150 people on board altogether. And, and the first preacher, he jumped up and he grabbed the intercom system. And, and it was Joel Osteen. And he said, something good is going to happen to you today. <laughs> and then after him, Jimmy Swagger grabbed the intercom. And said, if you hurry up right today for, for $99.99, you can get the giant print, Jimmy Swaggart by. Well, this ain't going over as good as the first time I told it. <laughs> Deb told me before church, she goes, Mark, I laugh at your jokes no matter how many times I hear them. And another low-known preacher by the name of Mark Shell, he jumped up and he grabbed the intercom and says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the message that we're trying to get out. That's what we are about. Now, how many has ever talked to someone that believes their good works will get them to heaven? You ever talked to anybody like that? I have. Here's how it goes. Preacher, I believe that my good works will get me into heaven. 
Here's what you tell them. Tell them about you got $500 and you want to put it in the bank. And you go to the bank and you got your $500 and you tell the banker, here's, here's $500 I want to put it in the bank. And the banker's going to say, you got to open an account. And you're going to say, no, I got $500 here. You're a banker. This is the bank. Here, and he's going to say, you got to open an account. And you're going to say, I've got my $500 here. This is a bank. You're a banker. Take my money. And he's going to say, you got to open an account. When you get to heaven and you say, this is my good works, you've got to accept this. Jesus, the heavenly banker, is going to say, you must not open an account. You must be born again. See, now, if you'd open an account, the banker would accept the 500 bucks. And if you're born again, the heavenly banker, he will accept your good works because the Bible tells us that. Some works will be burned up, they'll be bad. Some will, some will withstand the test of fire and be good. So that's what you tell someone that thinks that somehow their good works is going to somehow land them into heaven. It will never, ever happen. It's wrong thinking. There are people that think that, that, that no one has to, basically, uh, uh, God just picks and chooses who's going to go to heaven, who's going to go to hell. And preacher, if you're just smart enough to figure that out, you could figure that out. And I say, well, thank God I'm not that smart to figure that out. Because I don't believe that's what the Bible teaches. I believe the Bible teaches in Romans chapter 4, to him that believes on Jesus, his faith is counted for righteousness. Preacher, I don't feel like being saved. Well, get saved without feeling like it. Get saved because it's the right thing to do. Preacher, I'm not crying. Well, don't cry and still get saved. Preacher, this is what I've heard before. I just don't feel it. I'm not tingling. Well, the Bible here, Romans 4, to him that tingles, it's counted for righteousness. No, no, no. The Bible doesn't tell us how to react. It tells us what to do. It tells us what to do. And I've got a Bible that I carry in my truck and it, with the Romans road. And each there at Romans chapter 3, verse 23, I've got right next to that, I've got Romans 6, 23 written down to where I know where I'm going next. And right after 6, 23, I've got Romans 10, 9. And right after 10, 9, I've got Romans 10, 13. To where I know where I'm going next when I lead someone in this. And I, if it would only work this way every way, every time, man. I went to Dale Crutzinger's house, him and Mary. And the third time that I visited him, I said, we're going to talk about the Bible. We talked about other things, and I was good with that. And I told him, I said, this is the second time I've been here. The third time, we're going to talk about Jesus. And he shook his head. He was okay with that. I came back, and I explained the plan of God to him, the plan of salvation. 
went over the Romans road, explained it to him. And these were his words. This was his quote, word for word. If what you're telling me is true, I would be a fool not to be saved. And he said, Mary, you're going to die someday too and meet God. You might as well get saved too. And I said, Mary, you ready to? And she said, I am. And they both prayed with me that day to receive Jesus as Savior and were born again. And just within a few weeks, uh, I preached Dale's funeral. And Mary, to this day, is still coming to church here uh, when she's not in Florida and she's got a church down there that she goes to. Thank God God's Word is true. God's Word is true. And it don't take a whole lot of things. If a church tells you that it takes a lot of extra stuff for you to be saved, it does not. Around my wife's bathtub at home are these things. Vanilla and lavender bubble bath. Amplifying shampoo. Instant moisture daily treatment. Olay body wash. Candles. Raspberry scented bath crystals. Warm vanilla body splash. Juniper breeze body cream. Very berry bath and shower gel. Strawberry moisturizing lotion. Peppermint foot lotion. And all you need is soap and water. That's all you need. All you need. Book of Acts chapter 20, repentance toward God. There's one thing. And faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's the second thing. And if you're here this morning and not, you never asked Jesus to be your Savior, what a shame. Because he has made this thing so easy, so essential, yet so easy for people. And he's did this because it don't matter if you're famous or infamous, rich or poor. It don't matter where you live in the world, you can respond to his call. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, we're thankful for once again helping us and giving us the strength to be able to preach the unsearchable riches of your gospel. And Lord, we're thankful for the gift that we have received through Jesus. Thank God for salvation. But Lord, how tragic it would be if someone leave this place today unsaved when they've heard the message of Jesus and how to be saved. Call upon, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God, that's one part of this message. The other part is for us getting plugged in, for us understanding community, knowing community, working well with others, and working with others. Help us to understand this. In Jesus' name, amen. Something that I didn't spend time on in this message, I did on the first sermon is with how we began you're not yourself when you're hungry the thing that I think probably millions and millions of people have seen that commercial 
I may have, they really not even thought of, of that part of it. But that person had to know, that man had to know his buddy to be able to understand that about him. He had to know him to realize that he wasn't himself. And that only happens through community, through, yeah, working one with another, attending church one with another, working with one another, building with one another. You're not yourself when you're hungry. He knew that guy. Let's don't be off to ourselves. Let's don't be Lone Ranger. Let's be willing to work together. Let's all stand. You have the message. It's up to you what you do with it. Come on as they sing.
I am thankful for every person that is here today, every single person. And to be able to grasp and to get a hold of this truth that every one of us working together, building together, let us rise up and build. The strength of that is phenomenal. And it's better than the option of just sitting and doing nothing. Let's rise up and build together. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.